0: Block Talk Radio
1: Black Hole Radio presents disaster awareness for community preparedness with your hosts Rudolph
0: Mohammed and Yusuf Mohammed People get ready There's the train of coming You don't need no baggage, you just get on You hear the demons calling, don't need no tickets, you just thank the
1: Lord. I love that
0: radio. Love Talk Radio.
1: Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness.
0: DA4CBA With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. Pass them, fast number. There's a train of a- comin' You don't need no baggage, you just get on board. All you need is faith To hear the home diva- and Don't need no tickets, you just thank the Lord, Lord. For the train to join. We are in the coast coast to Open <laughs> oh, the doors and <lover>.
2: and blessings, peace and blessings, beginning all things in the name of the Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the Compassionate. We thank him certainly for Moses and the Torah, for Jesus and the Gospel, for Prophet Muhammad and the Holy Quran. peace be upon these worthy servants of Allah, but we can never thank Allah enough for his merciful intervention in the affairs of men in finding one and raising one in the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, thanking the both of them for leaving with us in this dispensation of time, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We welcome you, our listening audience, our first-time listeners, welcome, our consistent and constant listeners, welcome, 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 to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I am your co-host, Brother Youssef Muhammad, along with Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad. It gives me great honor to greet you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. We say it in the language of our ancestors. as alaikum Wa salam, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those who may not be familiar with that greeting, It was peace be unto you, interpreted in English, and the reply was unto you, be peace. Not to mention that we are taught also that this greeting is also a prayer wishing upon each other. And so we thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence uh, this afternoon, this morning, this evening, depending on where you are on the planet. We just thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence, realizing you could be doing something else. So welcome, welcome, welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. As many of our listening audience knows, there's so much to say and so little time to say it. We want you to be hearers of the word, but more importantly, we want you to be doers of the word. As you know, you could be anywhere when disaster strikes, and if your family is not with you, then you may be home. They may be at work. Others may be in a social location, be it a library or a mall or a recreation center. The children may be at school. So what will you do when disaster strikes? We hope that, number one, you'll be informed as to what to do, and nobody has the uh, end-all, be-all for all disasters. Don't get that twisted. But we're taught if you take one step toward disaster preparedness and almighty God, he'll take two steps toward you and surround you with people of like minds, that you will understand that the importance of disaster awareness for community preparedness, is not only as we're taught by the honorable minister lewis farrakhan that is self-improvement that is the basis for community development but it's also community involvement community investment community partnership for community risk reduction so welcome 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 i'm gonna get out of your way And pass the mic on to our dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will take us further into the program after his greetings and salutations. Brother Rudolph.
3: Thank you, Brother Yusuf. All praises are due to the one God, the creator of all that was, is, and will be. We are talking about the one that is called the Alpha, and the Omega. He's called the first and the last. He's called by many different names, depending on geographically where you are on this planet. But regardless to land, label, or language, we're talking about that one who is responsible for your and my being here, alive, on the earth, at this day and this time. And so to that one, we thank him for allowing us another chance. Another chance for what? Another chance to see another day. Another chance to correct the mistake. And another chance to try, to try and show that we are grateful for his grace and mercy.
2: That's right. Because
3: it is his grace and his mercy that have allowed us to see this day in the year 2023. It's by no goodness of our own. And so in showing an attitude of gratitude, Mm -hmm. we begin our program every week by taking a few minutes to make sure that everyone understands that first and foremost, we dedicate time to the Almighty God. You can call them what you want, we call them what we want, but make no mistake about it, we're talking about that one, again, who is responsible for your and my being here at this day and this time. That's right. We know that nothing happens except by his permissive will or by his active will And so in saying that Looking at what's going on Throughout the world One would have to think That that might be a strange statement With all of the craziness Chaoticness Death and things that are going on Throughout the world But oh Oh, 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 oh. Because we do not color things the way God colors things, and because we do not have his mind, we could never fully understand his plan for what is going on in this dispensation of time. So all we can do is show an attitude of gratitude for what he has allowed us to experience and pray that he is graceful and merciful some more so that we can see some more days in this creation called life that he has blessed us with. So summing it up, I take this time to thank almighty God. I take this time to thank his His, um, representative to the human family in this day and time, his exalted Christ. And I thank him for his comforting spirit his Prince of Peace apostle that's on the scene today that is, you know, saying woe to the wicked, that is calling out and speaking truth to power, that is standing firm against the backbiting, the uh, um, Those who are bearing false witness um, Those who are leaving no stone unturned Trying to heap evil on a good man's name We thank him for being who he is For blessing who he does and for opening the eyes of those whose eyes he's opened, that they may see things for what they are. So, again, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. This is your show. This is our show. This is an opportunity for us to talk as a family and to try and enlighten, inform, and enrich each other with the gifts that God has blessed us with for humanity and toward humanity. So I'll leave it right there, Brother Yusuf, and we can move on with this week's Show and see how we may be of service to humanity and show God that we are grateful for his allowing our golden moment to roll on another day and see whom we may be able to help with the information that shall flow within these next
2: less than two hours. Brother Yusuf? Thank you, uh, Brother Rudolph, for that warm greeting, Big Brother. And um, of course, family. We have to show an attitude of gratitude, but we also know that Almighty God comes through men, through men, for the benefit of humanity. God comes from women, for women, for the benefit of humanity. And so we want to That's thank right. those who have been with us since the beginning, I don't even know how many years we've been on this airwave in this particular platform, (laughs) but we just want to thank all of you from the very beginning, from those who got on last week, right on up until this week, and if I could just share with you some news with views you can use, you know, I usually use that line when I'm out serving the community with the Final Call newspaper, the world's greatest circulated newspaper dedicated to the resurrection of black men and black women in America and throughout the world. And I want to give a shout out to one of the staff writers, our dear brother, Brian E. Muhammad, who penned an article dated September 5th of the final call. His article was entitled, God is at work, weather and divine Warning." So if you don't have this particular edition, I humbly suggest that you pick it up and read the article. Uh, not just that article, of course. Read all of the articles in the final call from cover to cover, but particularly that article because it relates to what we share with you on disaster awareness for community preparedness. Now, you may have been listening or watching. or You know, people receive their news from different uh Vehicles, if you will, platforms, if you will, today, whether it's social media, media streams, uh, online, cable TV, satellite TV, newspapers are almost obsolete, but you may also be reading your local mainstream news. But uh, I think these things, if not have been said, keep your ear to the ground, because it's just that critical. As we say all the time here on disaster awareness for community preparedness, that disaster doesn't take holidays off. Disaster right. doesn't take lunch breaks. Disaster is non-discriminatory; it doesn't care right. your religion, your philosophical uh, point of view. Uh, so, 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 look, if you picked up the paper or heard the news, or getting ready to hear the news, you're going to head on disaster awareness (laughs) for community preparedness. News, right? North, east, west, and south, news. You know, President Biden is currently in New Delhi, India, with what is called the G20 national organizations, right? And these are the three things that they're discussing, so we are told. One is international debt, two is food security, and three is the climate crisis, disaster awareness for community preparedness. The uh, Secretary General of the United Nations also bore witness. He called it, this climate crisis, a catastrophe. The man's name is Antonio Gutierrez. But what do I mean, Brother Yusuf? What do you mean? Well, if you check in the news and you can go to the Weather Channel, they may or may not show it, but if you go to NOAA, N-O-A-A, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, you'll probably see somewhere on their website that there was a typhoon In Hong Kong, yeah, typhoon in Hong Kong. There was a cyclone in Brazil. In the Mediterranean, they had more rain in one day than they normally have in a year. Yeah. In Greece, the same thing. In the Atlantic, they said this hurricane, they call it Lee is up to a Category 5 at this time and on its way toward the East Coast. They don't know which way it's going to go. They call them certain names. However, we know it's the force of nature. We know who makes rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes. Don't get it twisted. Same thing in Greece, catastrophe weather-wise. And then in America, we've had record heat that even though many of the school systems have started back to school, some of them are reducing their time in the classroom. Some of them are postponing certain classes. Some of them are actually canceling certain classes. In D.C., just today, it was recorded over 100 degrees at the Dulles Airport in September. So, I mean, you know, y'all forgive me, but, you know, every now and then a lyric will pop up, and you've heard it, back in the 70s. I believe it was The Temptations called The the Ball of Confusion, where at that time they said it was the eve of destruction, tax deduction, city inspectors, bill collectors, mod clothes, in-demand population out of hand, suicide, too many bills, hippies moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war, and the band played on. So, look, (laughs) when you talk about immigration, do you know in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams had a press conference, I believe it was yesterday. Yesterday. Where he gave the update of the landscape, and he said there's over 100,000 immigrants In New York City now since the spring of 2022, averaging 10,000 immigrants per month. He said, and I quote, this crisis will destroy New York City because there's no monies available. There's no accident President Biden is with the G20 talking about international debt. And then we do know that Russia and Ukraine are still at war. Right. Do you know how much U.S. tax dollars have been given to Ukraine since the first action? Well, I'm here to tell you. $76 billion, with a B. Wow. It has broken into the military, the humanitarian, and the financial aid. They say it's supported by the Economic Support Fund, which is a large State Department fund aimed at foreign policy assistance. Well, again, brothers and sisters, that's just on a global level or international level, giving you an update of the landscape as to why we think it's critically important that you tune in to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness each and every week from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is nothing to play with. When we open up, giving thanks to the all-wise, true, and living God, it's nothing to play with. I think it was our dear sister Maya Angelou, may Allah be pleased with her, she said in our quote, you might not be able to control all the events that happen to you, but you can choose not to be reduced by them. So as we enter 424 Eastern Standard Time, we look forward to hearing from some guests that uh, have committed to come on later on today. Uh, some were on a couple of weeks ago. We'll get an update of Brother Chief Eddie Muhammad health condition, and it's on the improve, on the up and up, on the come up. We thank God for that. But he's also the chief of a major fire department, and he can give us some insight as well, some solutions, hopefully as well, as to what we should do to prepare. I got a call from one of the brothers up there in the Big D, Brother Rudolph, asking me what he should put in his go bag. Well, we Uh know. It's really personal. But, you know, all of us that's on this line, we fall in somewhere on the degree chart. You may be a novice. You may not know what to do, and you're in the right place at the right time under the right message, we humbly say. But you may be a prepper. You might be super experienced, and many of our listening audience are subject matter uh, experts in and of themselves. So we'll have various people call in, Lord willing, in the next hour and a half to take us further into the program. But I just wanted to lay out news with views you could use, Brother Rudolph, to give us a baseline assessment as to the need to deal with, and I didn't even get into the uptick of the, as we're being told, the COVID viruses or variants of it that are here and certainly on the way. On the increase So I'll fall back I probably said too much And hand it over to our dear brother Brother Rudolph Take it where Allah wants you to go Beloved
3: Thank you beloved No, You can never say too much brother it, 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 As the Holy Quran says If The trees were pens And all of the seas Were ink With seven more ages. You couldn't exhaust the wisdom of Almighty God, Allah, and nor could you say too much in the way of, as you said, you know, songs have a way of uh, expressing what we have a hard time expressing in words. So let's talk about one of our brothers who was a Pied Piper, in his day, and whose song title and lyrics still ring bells and ring out to be so true today as it did when he wrote it. Our brother Marvin Gaye wrote a song and said, what's going on?
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Well, if you pick up any media, Of news, magazine, newspaper, watching on TV, listen to it on the radio, and you listen to any stories that may be going on in any major city, you would find yourself asking that question, what's going on? We have natural disasters. We have man-made disasters. We have technological disasters all going on at the same time. Brother Yusuf and I, when we teach on disaster preparedness or we do workshops, we always talk about three different mindsets that go on all at the same time during a disaster, the mindset of the victim, the mindset of the rescuer or the responder, and the mindset of the manager. Sometimes two or more of them are going on inside the same person at the same time because he's wearing more than one hat and performing a dual role. But in understanding or be trying to understand the mindset, of the individuals, it can help you understand the their behavior and lead to you understanding why they may do what they do. In listening to the the words of the song, what's going on? He's asking. He's talking, but he's. In, uh it's a rhetorical question. He's mentioning some of the things that were going on at the time that he wrote the song, but the same things are going on now. Yeah, it, right. it may not be called the Vietnam War, but there is still a Vietnam War going on now. That's an unjust war that has our young brothers and sisters now being killed in record numbers all on the basis of a lie. What's going on? It's a question that will cause you to ask it when you think of brother just gave you a dollar figure. Of monies that have been siphoned, diverted, hijacked, uh, uh, um, what's another word I could use? Funneled. Um, uh, um, what's another word I could use for how monies can be taken? from someone, somewhere, some things, and given to something else, When and when you look at it and analyze it, you begin to see, man, that money could have done a lot of good over here. We have homeless, a homeless crisis in every major and minor cities in the United States of America. We have babies dying. We have people dying for preventable causes. We have people starving to death in the midst of a cornucopia of food. We have companies destroying hundreds and thousands of pounds of food, destroying it to control the price of it when it could go to hungry and starving people. Oh, man, Brother Yusuf, when I began to think of just the things that have happened in the last 24 hours,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: it brings a tear to my eye to know that we as human beings, and however you want to classify yourself in this statement, feel free to. But we as human beings are allowing a small minority of people control the majority of the world, all on the basis of a lie. We as human beings at times feel powerless against the so-called giants of this world. Which makes you, or makes me, brother Yusuf, think back to a story that I once heard growing up. Because again, like yours, brother Yusuf, my mother was a school, te- uh, a school teacher, and a Sunday school teacher at that. hmm And so, in Bible study. In Sunday school, we learned of, of this uh, story of David and Goliath. Well, it makes me wonder now what it is we could do against the Goliaths of this world that seem to be running rough over people just because they think that they can. And that's something. But, you know, in doing that, what my mother was doing was instilling in me getting the, 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 uh, uh, coals and stirring them around, increase, increasing the heat in me that caused my faith. In the one God To increase
0: Beautiful In
3: just knowing that There is a God Somewhere You may not be able to explain him You may not be able to Put your finger on him Because of The faith tradition that you came up with And based on how His very Presence may have been explained to you, but make no mistake about it. You don't have to look far to see the God of this day doing his thing. The God of this day in control, even though it may seem that Satan Is in control And is controlling things He's doing no more Than he's been allowed to do And why would you say that Brother Rudolph Well
0: Let's look at (laughs) the boxing world (laughs) Let's look at
3: the boxing world Mm. Okay There are many different belts And many different weight classes And a few individuals they carrying a few belts, and they call themselves the champs. They call themselves the champions of that weight class or the champion in the world because they've managed to beat a few individuals in order to hold that distinction. But I ask you, could they become the champ without there being a worthy opponent? Well, how can God show forth and prove that he is God unless he has a worthy opponent to defeat? And that's just a question, Brother Yusuf. H- brother
2: you know, as our senior yeah.
3: hall, our brother used to say, just something to make you go, hmm.
2: Mm, yeah, well, look, let me, help, let me help our listening audience out just a little bit. And then we have a guest in the studio that I look forward oh, to yes, coming so. on. Uh, Look, it's 4.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, and assisting uh, all of us with the baseline assessment that Brother Rudolph just laid out, make us go, mm. The bottom line, really, brothers and sisters, is we better do for self or we're going to continue to suffer the consequences. consequences. When you talk about a food shortage, what's stopping you from going out and getting some seeds and putting it in it a pot with the proper soil, some water to seed, some plant to seed. We know it's God that gives increase, but you have to take a step right. without, uh, uh uh producing your own food. That's Last right. time you had a checkup, I'm sure your doctor said, "Are you eating properly? Are you working yeah. out?" You see, here on Disasters Awareness for Community Preparedness, we talk about everything from viruses to vaccines, from uh, uh, fire safety education to health and fitness. And so we can do something about it. If we sit back and keep wanting people to do for us what we can do for ourselves, then we are going to suffer the consequences. For those of you who like to eat, And I mean, if I was in your physical presence, I'd ask everybody to raise their hands if there was anybody on this line who does not enjoy eating. Now, we understand fasting, but it's just natural. Human beings enjoy eating. But suppose somebody is in your presence and starts choking on the food that they're eating. Do you know how to extract that food or that foreign object? While the person is choking Do you know the universal sign of choking What I'm trying to say is It doesn't cost you anything But an effort to take the initiative To learn basic first aid No, I'm just going to call the fire department They'll come save me Nope, 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 nope Have you been watching the news lately? You feel so vulnerable If there's an emergency right in your face And you can't do nothing about it So begin to take the initiative to develop the supplies in your survival kit. Learn first aid and uh, how to extract a foreign object. And then we can go beyond and get degree by degree. Learn how to put a seed in the ground and water it and pray on it and ask God to give increase. But anyway, without further delay, I'm going to bring in our studio a young man who is quite capable of teaching on all those three subjects, how to eat to live, fire safety education, Yes, basic sir. basic first aid. He's our brother. He was on the line about two or three weeks ago after he himself being challenged uh, health-wise, and we thank almighty God that he's on the come up, if you will, health-wise, but we'll let him talk about it and whatever else is on his heart that he wants to share with our listening audience. And that's none other than our dear brother, Brother Chief Eddie Stevenson Muhammad out of the Mount Vernon Fire Department. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Eddie. How are you, sir? Walaikum alaikum. I'm fine, sir. All praise be to you. Praise Allah, be to Lord
1: Allah. Sir. Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. Yes, alaykum. sir. Listening Salaam, Salaam, alaykum,
2: Salaam, sir. Yes. Give us an update, brother Give us an update of the landscape Relative to what you have been going through The last Has it been three weeks already?
1: Uh, Actually, tomorrow
2: will be a month
1: So I don't know if uh, But I'll I'll start from the beginning Just in case uh, anyone's listening That didn't hear a month ago When I was first Actually while I was in the hospital So um, Just about a month ago tomorrow next a month, I suffered a, a heart attack and um, was rushed to the hospital. A long story short, I was given a catheter where they placed a stent in my right coronary artery, which was 100% blocked. Um, mind you, I, I didn't have, prior to me having a heart attack, I had no symptoms, no, no pain, Anything. I was actually like that day. I was in the gym working out. Was on the treadmill running. No shortness of breath. No pain. Anything like that. I left the gym. Went to a a health food store to get something to eat, and that's when I started to feel dizziness, uh, lightheadedness, nausea. So now all the symptoms are coming on. I did not equate those these symptoms to. Uh, a heart attack at the time, I just felt that I, I overdid it in the gym and I just came out the sauna also. But that's what I was equating equating it to. I just overdid it, it was overheated. But there was a voice in my head that was telling me, and that's Allah, law, call an ambulance and get checked out. And I, I listened to that voice. And I called the ambulance and they came and they checked me out, found out that it was not for me, what I was experiencing, uh, over exerting myself or standing in a sauna too long, but I was having a cardiac episode and I was advised to get to the hospital immediately. I was given four baby aspirins, like right on the spot and uh IV started, rushed to the hospital, took blood work, confirmed that I did I was having a heart attack and I was taken upstairs immediately, you know, within an hour after I got to the hospital and left, I was getting a catheter done and um, they cleared the artery. I was fully awake. It can sedate you, but I do not want to be sedated. I asked the doctor, can I stay awake? He said, sure, you know, you could be awake. And so I said, yeah, I don't want any sedation. So I was fully aware of what, everything that was going on. It wasn't painful, um, and uh, they were able to clear the blockage, put a stent in, in me, I spent three nights in the hospital, and I was released on the fourth night. The doctor said to me, while this was all going on, he said, I was very lucky. He said, this is your right coronary artery. And he said, if if this was your left coronary artery, we call that the widow makeup. And he said, it might be a whole
0: different story.
1: So I said, all praise be to Allah. He's telling me, lucky, I'm I'm saying to myself, I'm blessed. You know, and I'm saying, yes, sir.
0: Uh,
2: That's right.
1: And uh, even today, I had a, I came out, of, I, I had a doctor's appointment today, and one of the cardiologists told me, he said, you know, by you going to the hospital when you did, um, he said, if you," I said, "I asked you, I said, what if I would have went home and laid down? He said, what do you think would have happened? She said, you probably wouldn't have woken up. Mm. He said, your artery was mm. 100% hot. He said, "Your, your heart wasn't was getting anything on that side. No blood." He said, "You, you would have went to sleep." He said, "You probably would have never woken woke up." Wow. So, my my, you you asked me what, what what did I learn from this experience, and you know, I, I learned a lot. Number one, in the twinkling of an eye, your whole life mm-hmm. changed. That's right. And and, and we can't take. You know, a lot of time we take things for granted, you know, but like right now, I've been on my job for 33 years. I um, actually, I sent my retirement papers in today, mailed them off to the mm. state. Congratulations, you
0: know, please,
1: sir. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm 55 years old, but now it's time for me to focus on me. You know, five men, right. you know, five fighters, we always helping. Uh, we just help it by by nature. That's what we do, on the job and off the job. And I mm-hmm. move all the right. time, and if some folks need help, I'm the first one there. But now, you know, for this last month, I've been, you know, just focusing on myself, my health, and just slowing it down. And that's my advice, you know. I didn't have symptoms. Symptoms are, 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 you know, the pain and all that, but there were signs. And those signs, mm-hmm. now that I'm, 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 I'm realizing it, and this is something that I didn't want to accept before when they talk about family history and, and your genetics, it's got a lot to do with things, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not even trying to hear that. But I've come mm-hmm. to find out that it's very, very true. If uh, you have a, a, a family history of heart disease that runs in your family, and my mother, my father, and the two of my brothers have passed away from heart attack at early mm. at an early age.
2: May so a lot of
1: from, from family history, all right. And, and the thing, my doctor used to tell me, and you know, and, I, and like I said, I want to be transparent as, as, as much as I can because a lot spare my life. And by telling my story, uh, my hope is I can somebody uh, I can say something to someone else that's hearing me and, and they go ahead and get themselves checked out, all right, or maybe yes, change something, because, because the signs were there, okay? The family history was there. My cholesterol was running high. It wasn't crazy high, but it was high, and my doctor wanted me to take medication for for five years. He'd been trying to get me to take medication. I've, I'm not taking medication. then me work mm-hmm. on my diet, and I would work on it, and I would stop eating certain things, and it would come down, and... Uh, you know, I go back, take the blood test. All right, you know, you're good. Keep doing that. I want to get the medication. But, of course, you know, you start eating those same things again, and things happen. But what I realize now, if you have high cholesterol, if, you, if, you, if you're not going to control it by eating properly and, and get, having that discipline, I mean, we all we do have a divine prescription, and that's how to eat the live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and we have to. We have to. If we're not following that, then we have to do whatever we can. Uh, if it's take medication, to to to, so that we can correct that problem, because it's not going to go away by itself. If you have high blood pressure, now, my blood pressure ran high at one point too, and I took a little medication for that. My doctor finally. Got me to take that. That was about two years ago, and um well, one day he said, "Ed, why don't you want to take the medication?" I said, "Look, no, I'm not, I'm not with the medication. I don't know what it's going to do. You know, they give you something and get side effects, they want recall it, But he said, "Okay," he said, "But Ed, what's the, what is the?" Uh, he said, "What is the uh, alternative? Mm-hmm. You got high blood pressure. If you're not on medication. You," know... he said, "What's the alternative?" He said, "Let me tell you what it is." He said, "You're going to have a stroke." He says, "Not about if; it. it's just a matter of when. And
0: when you have a, a right.
1: job, you know, you're running around with high blood pressure, not on medication. You're going to have a stroke." And when he said that to me, it kind of brought things like, "Wow, you know, he's right." I took the medication. I took one pill. It brought my 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 uh, my, my blood pressure right down to where it's supposed to be. And you know, I'm, 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 right now I'm taking a lot of medication. You know, you just have this thing, they got to give you something because a stent, um, your body, if a fallen object in your body, your body wants to attack it and put a scab around it. So to prevent that from happening, you have to take a, a medication to stop your body from, from doing that. And that's, they say you got to take that for at least nine months. But, you know, so again, I'm working on my health doing whatever I can, what I can do. I mean, I have my morning medication now, but I don't plan on staying on it. I'm eating, I've changed right. up whole diet. Right now, I'm, I got my brown rice on the stove, you know, cooked. I browned it first, I, how we told to eat. I got some salmon. I stopped eating all meat, anything that has cholesterol. Because of my family history, I'm more susceptible to cholesterol buildup. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But it's that, easy, right. your family—that's right. the genetics and genetics—and you really have to watch
2: yourself. Right. Well, we thank you, brother, for your transparency, brother Eddie. Appreciate that, brother. Brother Rudolph.
3: Yes, sir. Oh, no question. I'm just glad to hear my brother's voice. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. And to hear
1: that he put
3: the, and to hear that he put them papers in, finally.
1: Oh, thank you to yes sir. <laughs> now listen, yes, sir. I got I don't know if Brother John I don't know if Brother John is on the line. But he said he was gonna call and he may be on the line. But Brother John is uh one of the firefighters that works with me. You know, he's in the nation lieutenant. And uh hold on one second, brother, please, hold on.
2: Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, this five or oh, excuse me, four fifty one Eastern Standard Time PM. You're listening to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I guess at this time is our dear brother Brother Chief Eddie Stevenson Muhammad. Go ahead, brother Eddie. Yes, sir, yes, sir.
1: So yes, yeah, so our brother so Brother John, I don't know if he's on the line, but um after what happened to me, he went and got checked out himself. And Brother John, are you on the line? I'm going to let him tell his story. I know he said he was going to call in, but he went and got checked out, and, and again, I mean, he has, he has a, a, something I
2: think everybody listening, on the
1: audience needs to hear. Yes,
0: sir.
2: Shout out to all the fire safety uh, personnel, the EMTs, EMS, Fire Rescue, IBPFF, EDI, Shout out, shout out to all those who have committed their lives to saving lives. Brother John, you yes, with us beloved?
1: He just he just touched me calling in now.
0: All okay, right.
2: shout all
3: out right. to Brother Yusuf, while we wait on Brother John to call in, I just got a call from our sister, brother, uh, Regina Wilson,
2: president of the Volcan Society in New York. Yes, sir. Shout out to Sister Man. Regina. You're on the line, yeah. queen. We thank you for all you do, all you've done, all you will do. By God's grace <laughs> yes, and mercy. Sir. President right. of the Vulcan Society of New York. Allahu Akbar. Beautiful. Man. Shout out to my other nephew. But why brother? Why we wait? Brother Lieutenant Hassan wait? Washington, White Plains Fire Department. Who's that? Somebody's with us?
1: No, I said while we waiting for Brother John, if, you know if anybody has any questions for me, and I will be
2: happy to answer them.
1: Try to answer them.
3: Yeah, you know I, I do, I do, I do. You said that you didn't feel anything. You had some symptoms. You had some signs. You had some symptoms. Uh, but really, the way that heart attacks are described to us by the general Population and the
1: media—you
3: didn't experience any of that,
1: no. Correct. So I had no crushing chest pain, uh, shortness of breath, none of that. I, I just had a little, uh, like I said, lightheadedness, dizziness, and and I started to get feel a little nauseous, and I was also sweaty Started sweating uh, quite a bit. So now you know those are signs uh, of heart attack, you know. So don't think that you have to be having a, a crushing chest pain, to, uh, you know, in order to experience a heart attack. So if you're having those symptoms, again, something doesn't seem right, it's always best to get checked out. That's the worst that can happen. You go to the to the hospital, or call an ambulance, they check you out, check your vitals, you're good, you go home. But again, if I were to went home in the Went to sleep. I may have never woken up. I would have woke up on the other side. Right, right.
2: Well, you, know, you sure talking to me, <laughs> brother Eddie. Go ahead, brother Wood. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> Look, he he t- talking to me too. Praise be to Allah. You know, I asked that question though <laughs> you know, because I wanted him to drive point home to pe- to the listeners that you know we are so brainwashed into thinking that when you have a heart attack you have to feel that crushing chest pain or that pain down the left arm or that pain in your jaw but that's not true those are some of the signs but not everybody experiences all of those signs there are more signs and as he said the profuse sweating and that profuse sweating Family is actually called diaphoresis. It's diaphoresis, and it's like sweating, but it's not really sweating. See, you sweat, your body sweats as a way to cool itself off when you're overheating. Generally, when you're sweating, your skin temperature is warm <laughs> Because your body releases the perspiration to your to your outer layer of skin or your epidermis layer, so as the bow cross them, it causes a to your body to help lower your temperature. But what he experienced was called diaphoresis. That's where you're still having the moisture, but your skin is exactly cool or cool to the touch. So it's not yeah. cooling your body down, but it's a chemical reaction that's going on in your body that's letting you know that there's a problem here. Hello, pay attention to me. So I just yes. wanted to pull that out, Brother said.
2: No, that was beautiful because, again, both of you brothers are talking to me on different levels, and I understand we have someone else in the studio at this time. So let me welcome them and ask them uh, to please state your name and how may we serve you. While we work on getting our person into the studio, shout out to Black Hole Radio, uh, Hole spelled l l c That sounds like our dear brother, Brother John. Walaikum salam, Mr. Muhammad. How are <laughs> yes, you, sir? sir?
4: I'm feeling great, brother, and yourself?
2: you sounding good, brother. I'm feeling better now oh, hearing your strong oh. voice, brother. You're clapping, sir, brother. But, Brother yes, Keith, uh, Eddie likewise. said that uh, you followed up on a doctor's appointment, and uh, you had a testimony to share with our listening audience. So the floor is now yours, yes. beloved.
4: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace, family. Um, yes, what happened was uh, when the incident happened with uh, our brother, Brother Eddie, uh, you know, immediately, you know, we learn from others. So I said, man, let me go get myself checked out. So I went to my doctor and, you know, told I, you know, you got to tell them that you're having some type of symptoms in order for them to give you a work, you know, the workup. So I went in, told her, you know, I was having a little, you know, a little pressure here. And she's like, okay, well, we're going to take your blood and, you know, we're going to, you know, have you take uh, echocardio. So I did that. And they said that they saw just, you know, a little, uh, something on one of the lines uh, when they were checking my heart. So she said, it it doesn't look like nothing. We just want to rule everything out. So we're going to schedule you to get what they call a nuclear uh, uh, radio uh, uh, heart test. And I forgot the the technical name of it. So I, I was scheduled to do that. I went in. I did the test. I'm waiting for those results to come back. But my medical doctor told me, she says, listen, she said, you know, in your blood you have You know, your cholesterol is high She said, it's not high to the point Where I'm thinking you're in jeopardy Of having a heart attack She said, but in the near future Maybe a year or two from now She said, if if whatever you're eating Or whatever you're doing now She said, you'll be putting yourself in position To have one You know, now mind this sister That is a doctor She is, um, her father Was a a member of the Nation of Islam Under the Muslim Elijah Muhammad and she said her father ate one meal a day for 24 years. So when I'm talking to the, the sister, she's like, listen, you know what to do. She says, mm-hmm. you know, get back to eating your one meal a day. She says, "Um, you know, I know you eat, you know, if you're eating meat, you need to slack off the meat. She said, and really, you need to stay with the fish and the vegetables, mostly vegetables. And she said, you know, you know your body will start responding differently. But the thing that really touched me was, she told me that cayenne pepper, okra, mm-hmm. and eggplant. She told me those three foods have in it um, properties that help melt plaque in your veins or in your arteries.
0: Mm-hmm. She
4: said most mostly the cayenne pepper. She said, "Hey, how you doing, says? The cayenne pepper is really the one that does." She said, "You just sprinkle it on your food, you know, like mm-hmm. salt." She said, "If you could take a little a little hotness." just sprinkling on your food like salt. And she said, you'll find that your blood is flowing better. She said, you'll have a little bit more energy because your, your body is not straining to, to flow blood. And she said, and just keep doing that. And she said, you know, and it, it actually cleans out your arteries. Beautiful. You know, so Beautiful. Um, she told me, don't go to the store and buy these regular, uh, cayenne pepper, uh, stuff from these like grocery stores. She said, go to a health food store. She said, get the organic kind. She said, um, and she said, if you can, the best kind to get is the liquid uh, cayenne pepper. And mm. she said, you could just take that, and they'll give you instructions, like taking a drop here or there. She said, but it absolutely melts plaque in your arteries. So I just can wanted to share that as I was to talking.
2: Can you feeling? Can you bear witness to feeling different?
4: Well, the thing is, I just, I just started doing the um, oh, the, okay. uh, the mm-hmm. cayenne pepper. I used to do this when I used mm-hmm. to work out because they told us, You know, when you work out, you know, you need good blood flow when you're working out to get blood into your muscles. So I know about the cayenne pepper, you know, for Mm -hmm. when you have colds and and different things of that nature. But this is the first time I'm hearing of it um, as it pertains to cleaning the the, the plaque out of your vessels or in your arteries. Well, I I just wanted to share that with
0: us.
2: Yeah, no, we thank you, brother, here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, and that's just the name of our program. You know us as your brothers, and I'm just going to let Brother Rudolph take it from here. Brother Rudolph, give the greetings to your brother. You know Brother Rudolph be multitasking, so there's no telling, you know, what he's doing at this time.
0: But I, I, I
2: will say, there he is. Go ahead, Brother Rudolph.
3: Man, yeah, I'm here, brother, I'm here. It's been in your bro- voice, Brother John, and praise be to Allah for you and your family and all that you do for our people, brother. I miss you, Black man, and yeah, I'm glad that you're still here with us. And
0: yes, sir. We all
3: need to do, we all need to you know, Allah, um, it says in the, in the Holy Quran that um, a reminder is a good thing. And so yes, right. you know, we we are being we are reminders to each other of what we already know, but he's mm-hmm. allowing us to interact with each other like this to help us to to remind us of what we may have forgotten about just dealing with the rigmarole of daily life, and you know just um, just, just the hustle and bustle of trying to keep up with the Joneses, we kind of get off the track, off the path a little. So thank you for helping to bring us back to the path and for just being a reminder to your brother. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Okay, just one moment. And let me say something if you don't mind, Brother Eddie.
2: Go ahead,
1: beloved lego. the floor, you you know, know, I just right want to, here, you know, listening, listening to Brother John, you know when I was in the hospital, and I said this when I was on uh, a month ago, one of the doctors said to me, he said, "You know who's dying of heart disease?" He said, "It's not the people who don't they have heart disease." He said, "Because we have so much advancement in medicine technology, and technology and procedures, we could keep people alive and correct a whole lot of problems.'" So it's not the people who know. He said, you know who's dying? It's the people who don't know. And he said, you know when they find out that they have heart disease? It's when they're having a heart attack or a stroke. Now, depending on if you're going to survive it or not, that's the question. So with Brother John, by right. him going and getting checked out, okay, cholesterol is high, the doctor's warning him, now he knows what he has to do to prevent him having a heart attack in the future. Uh, We all know our brother, brother, Dr. Vernon, and I was talking to Dr. Vernon. Yes, sir. And I told him, I told Dr. Vernon, I said, yeah, brother, stop eating meat and chicken and the animal fat. He said, that's great, brother. He said, but you also have to don't eat an inflammatory diet. He said, you also have to cut out the white rice, the the white bread, the pastas. He said, because that's all inflammatory in our bodies that creates uh, and of course, the sugars, white sugar, is another big thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he said, "Brother, yeah, you have to eat stay away from an inflammatory diet." And he said the same thing. He said, "You know, some of us get spooky. We know we have high cholesterol, we have high blood pressure, and we don't want to take medication." And he said, "It's not going to go away. You know, it's nothing spooky." He said, "You have these conditions. You're not if you don't want if you're not taking medicine to control it. He said it's only a matter of time before something's going to happen.'" So right. praise be to Allah, Brother John, you know, he saw what happened to me. He went and go checked himself out. And, listen, my whole family right now is getting themselves checked out. Now, the doctor, two months ago, I told my, I asked my doctor, could he give me a test for a clogged artery? Because he told me my cholesterol was high. I said, well, why don't you give me a test for my artery? He said, well, Ed, I can't do that. He said, because insurance is not going to pay for it. He said, only if you have it symptoms, you tell, if you came in here and you told me you were having chest pains or something, he said, I can order those tests and the insurance will pay for it. So I said, well, how much is the test I paid for? He said, well, the test is about four or $5,000. So I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back next time I come to you. Basically, he was telling me what to tell him so he could order those tests for me. Right, so, exactly. Because exactly. if you just go to the doctor and say, I want to get checked out, they're gonna do the, They're just going to do the basics. They're going to give you an EKG, which I had an EKG two months ago. It was perfect. All right. So, and they'll take, you know, okay, your blood pressure and things like that. But you can still have narrowing of the artery. And it doesn't have to be 100% blocked. It could be 70, 75% blocked. But what happens is a blood clot will develop and it, and it happens in the bloodstream. And when it gets to that a certain point, it gets stuck there. And now you went from 75% blocked to 100%, which causes a heart
2: attack. You know, this is so heavy, Brother Rudolph.
1: Everybody, let's get ourselves checked out. Get ourselves checked out because you can prevent a catastrophe from happening. It doesn't have to be that way.
2: That's right. That's right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Brother John, I don't know if you, you know, moving and grooving as you normally do, brother, but if it's anything else you want to share with our listening audience before we let you and Brother Eddie go, and y'all can stay on the rest of the, the next hour as well. But um, I want to give you an opportunity, brother, to share with our listening audience, you know, either from a health point of view or from a fire safety point of view, beloved. The floor is yours, Brother John.
4: Uh, yes, sir. I just I just wanted to echo once again that what um, Brother Eddie was saying. You know, you, you have to go when you go to the doctor. You got to let them know that you have some preexisting either, uh, issues or you feel some kind of way. If you just go in and say, look, I want my heart checked, they're not going to do it, you know. Um, let them do the workup and let them see what's going on. So, you know, I think I eat pretty clean. I eat pretty good, you know, but, you know, I have this fetish, brothers, for bean pies and, you know, Haagen-Dazs ice cream and stuff like that. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a, that's a a sure setup, you know what I'm saying, for a problem for me, you know. i <laughs> so,
2: Lord, Lord. So, Lord. you know,
4: <laughs> So so I have to change that, you know, and I'm saying to us, the cheese, the cheeses that we eat, you know, these uh, pasteurized butters and milks uh, and stuff that we eat and consume, that's what's building up the plaque um, in the cholesterol, also in, you know, in our veins and arteries. But I also wanted to say this as well, that, you know, when this sister was telling me, this doctor was telling me, she said, you know, there are things you can do to rid the plaque. She said, but you don't want the plaque to come off in sections or in like pieces because that's where the blockage comes in right
0: mm-hmm.
4: right so she what she said was if you use the cayenne pepper it melts it and then it becomes a part of your bloodstream and it's easily to pass through your arteries and your veins so mm-hmm. that's what I, I wanted to make sure I, I covered that part because they do have stuff out here you can you either take naturally or medicines and it'll it'll start that plaque will start coming off of your arteries and your veins but it's coming off in clumps or it may be coming off in pieces, and if it passes through uh, your veins or your arteries and it blocks, that's where the problem comes in, you know. So right. I, just want, I just wanted to add that piece, beloved.
2: No, that's beautiful, brother. Thank you, brother John. Brother good Rudolph. teaching, yes, sir, brother. thank you.
3: Uh, good teaching, yeah. He he, teaching right there. I ain't got nothing <laughs> to say behind that.
2: And, and you know, the topic thank is you, so serious. Yeah, no, the topic is so serious. It's, you know, far beyond me to. I don't tell jokes because nobody laughs, brother Rudolph. You, you (laughs) have the human naturally, but I I would say serious first. First of all, I want our listening audience to know that brother John and brother Eddie, these brothers were serious about eating clean as brother John just mentioned. Right. These brothers, you can look at them and say, these brothers work out, you know, uh, And for anybody who works out, you know when you're on your dean, when you're working out and you have a routine that you know is good for your body, and all of us have different seasons. And so we might not be working out all the time, all day, every day. But first of all, just to be in the fire service, it's critically important to be in shape in order to go up steps, in order to lift people, or EMS too. So, I wanted our listening audience kind of paint a picture that these brothers were in very good shape looking at them, and they bore witness to it before they experienced what they just shared. Now, the facetious side that you might not laugh, but Brother Rudolph might laugh because, you know, he's my (laughs) co-host. I mean, you know, Brother Eddie had to have a heart attack in order to go tell the doctor I need a test. Damn, Brother Eddie, for real? Now, look, right. Brother Eddie, no, you've been a hell of a I, business I, 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 man. the had
1: a photo tech- heart attack, and they wouldn't give it to me because I didn't have any
2: symptoms. I know, actually, but you I, told them the oh. next time you see me, I'm going to make don't you give me home. one. <laughs> so you went to have a heart attack so your insurance could pay for it. Boy, you always been no, a hell of a don't business Brother Eddie. You always been a hell of a business
0: know, man, Brother
2: Shout out to your wonderful wife, Sister Carmen, and your children. That's right. Because I know they, yeah. I know they surrounded themselves with you, with a whole lot of love. And, you know, make sure oh, yeah. my, oh, yeah. my, my 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 husband is all right. Abu is all right. Make sure you know my father is all right. So, love to your family, man. Your 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 nuclear and your siblings, man. I know your nieces, your nephews, your brothers you know what I mean, all surrounded you. And that's good that they're being checked out now. You know what I mean? So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, brother, you actually talking you to so me, much. brother. My last, I just met with the doctor around the same time you met with him. And it was initial that okay. I got a, a new doctor, a brother from Nigeria. And uh, he sort of hit me what I thought in the initial uh, uh, examination with the American Medical Association questions, you know, because right after that it was like, well, I'm going to offer you these drugs. I I was the same way, Brother Eddie. You know how we are. I'm like, nah, man, you know, just tell me what's what's being recorded, what's being registered, and then, you know, give me a chance to go after it. And so he said, well, I'll see you in a month. And then as I thought about it, I said, he knows damn well that in a month I'm not going to show any great improvement no matter how hard I try to improve it knowing you know the chemistry of the body knowing that you know that it, yeah. it, it are they hitting me with the line that, that they're hitting every black person with I, I, i'm thinking like this brother eddie it, it, and it may <laughs> be like being hard hearted stiff necked and rebellious but okay versus the high blood pressure all right, right. well i'm black right. in america i'm black in america all right so my and i told him word is bond. My blood pressure never been high. So why all of a sudden now is it high? I'm looking at him like with a slanted eye, right? Then here come the well, how's your sugar intake? Okay, what well, you trying to tell me? I'm borderline diabetes. Come on, man, you from you from Nigeria. You my brother, man. I know you ain't tell And then and then what comes after that? The cholesterol. Right, okay, okay. So I done heard this line before. All right, now it's high blood pressure. <laughs> It's um, the sugar, diabetes, borderline. It's the cholesterol, and then when he called me obese, I wanted to fight him. What do you mean obese? But, you know, with that, with, with that, um, what they call that thing, brother Rudolph, the BMI or the body mass index yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, the body mass index. That's without a- it in front of me, see, without it in front of me, I'm like, yo, man, you don't know from the hood, man, those are fighting words. You calling me fat? Well, what's up? And I'm looking at him, right? He's from Nigeria. He lean. He lean as he want to be. I said, well, I can't fight him because he looked the part. He looked good, right? But I'm just saying that to say, to hear you and Brother John testify. See, I knew Brother Rudolph a laugh, right? I ain't telling jokes. This is dead serious. <laughs> I've been trying to work on myself, brothers, you know, and I'm still falling short. And even though we as a nation fall into the three-day fast this weekend, uh, the last meal, you know, shout out to the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know. uh, I just said to hear your testimony, Brother Eddie and Brother John, was like uh, putting a mirror up in front of me, you know. So I thank the both of you on behalf of our listening audience for your transparency for 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 you you know sounding the alarm. There's a state of emergency. Never seen such urgency of those who think they're in good shape. Let alone yes, those sir. who you know, as a people, we 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 lead we lead you know every health uh, impediment. Unfortunately, we're in the front of the line of that you know, and that same. Final call article, Brother Rudolph, that Brother Brian E. Muhammad wrote on the weather conditions, God is at work, weather and divine warning. There's also an article in there oh, yeah, in the uh, depop, depopulation yeah, yeah. section that talks about heart attacks in people under 50 were on the rise before COVID, but not in athletes until the vaccine's Rolled out until the and so that's seed. a whole nother yeah yeah so that's a whole nother dilemma and of course we are solutions based program here on disaster awareness for community preparedness so you can go to noi dot org forward slash c nineteen in terms of practical steps for self care the antiviral and antiseptics and the prevention and treatments like ivermectin black cumin seed antiseptic gargle mouthwash. You can uh, build your immune system, what they call immune boosters by good nutrition, getting the minerals from the sun, fresh air, exercise, vitamin D3, vitamin C, quercetin, and zinc. Again, for more detailed information, visit uh, visit 19criticalcare.com or you could go to noi.org forward slash C19. But what has been mentioned on this program almost every week from God in person, Master Far Muhammad, How to Eat to Live, Book 1 and Book 2 is Our God-given Immune System and the Best Defense Against COVID. Nineteen, The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and I quote, if we eat the proper food and eat at the proper time, the food will keep us living a long, long time. So just wanted to share that and also uh, put a disclaimer out there as well. You know, this program and its services do not constitute the practice of medical advice diagnoses. Talk to your health care provider for diagnosis and treatment including your specific medical needs. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem or condition, please contact a qualified healthcare professional immediately. If you are in the United States experiencing a medical emergency, call 911. So just wanted to let you know that, brothers and sisters, as we enter in to 520. P.M. Eastern Standard Time on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Brother Rudolph, the floor is yours, brother. Uh, caller,
3: caller on the line, um, welcome to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. To whom do we have the pleasure of talking to, and how may we be of service to you? Carla, press the number sign and, and feel free to speak.
5: I'm not sure if it's me or not. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, yes ma'am, we can hear you. Okay, well, listen, I'm, I, somebody just sent me this maybe an hour ago, so I didn't know you exist, so now I know you exist. Uh, I happen to be working with a sister by the name of Sheila Brown, who's done a comprehensive thing on preparedness, emergency preparedness, and I was actually texting her about you when you guys brought me on the program. So if there's a... Um, You know, I'm trying to figure out a way to have her communicate with you guys because she she did an overview of four hours for emergency preparedness, and she did a five-hour presentation on just water prepared for emergencies. Uh, The sister quit her law practice. She's in the process of uh, taking directions from the ancestors and says she needs to do this. Uh, What she hopes to do, because she can't do it all, is to get people to bring her in so she can train the trainers to get as many people out as possible. Um, she has, and I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. She has these nine pillars of preparedness that she talks about. Um, from community, I'm sorry, food and water, the obvious things, but communications. How every organization needs to have a satellite phone because if the grid goes down, I can tell you, I've already, I know of six instances in this country where there's. Been potential attacks on the the grid that goes to our water and our electricity. Um she's talking about I mean the nine pillars, I don't have anything in front of me so I can and I didn't know I was gonna get on the call. But um if anybody wants to contact me to put you in touch with her, but she'll be a good person. As a matter of fact, I actually guest host on a program for Gloria Mount Brown Marshall. Yeah, Gloria Brown Marshall on another radio program and I'm seeking to bring the sister on and I just bumped into her. I started just I saw a note last year that on the back of the bus to talk about emergency preparedness month, which is this month. And I called my local office of emergency management. And when I found out what they had and that they have no plan to notify the public <laughs> in my city of North New Jersey, which you guys are familiar because of Temple 25,
2: <laughs> um,
5: you know, when I found out that there's, you know, other than when I asked them, I said, well, what's the plan? She said, well, the, the city, the county, the state, and the federal government. Okay, what's the plan? What are we communicating to the public in terms of emergency? I don't know how old you guys are, but I was around in the 50s and the 60s. And I remember, and not that it would work, but the whole thing of an atomic bomb and how we were trained throughout the country to know right. what to do. And I grew up in it's public housing. Yes, and ma'am. In the, in the,
0: yes, ma'am. Yes, And in
5: the basement... In the basements of public housing, they had the government cheese and crackers, all the stuff you may need. didn't mean the buildings were going to come down, but it's the the point of people being on. And then I found out from the sister, she said that a good Mormon is prepared for a year so that the community does not panic, and then you get a chance to think. Um, So she's done comprehensive. She talks about the lessons of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't know Women who just wanted to get a little water for their babies had to subject their bodies to, you know, the stuff that people do. Um, so anyway, if anybody wants to contact me, I just texted her to tell her about you. I didn't know anything about you. I'm glad I do now, and thank you for letting me get on, because I was texting the brother who told me. I said, are they going to let me get on? And I'm on. So, so, um, listen, I'm just telling you, oh, in the meanwhile today, just, I'm just i not on social media or all of that stuff, but I just happened to go in looking for something, and I saw where Congress has just issued a through FEMA, FEMA whose budget has been, <laughs> FEMA whose budget starting with the Bush administration's been cut substantially, telling the American public to get ready. I have not heard anything publicly about it. So I'm just saying, oh, the sister says if you think in terms of disasters and black people automatically that's death. And she said, if you think people don't like black folks now, let there be some major catastrophe where um, it's them or us. So, you know, we need to know what's <laughs> going on with us around the country. We need to be able to communicate off the grid. Uh, there's a host of other things, but she, her presentation is so cooperative. I actually did use some of it yesterday. I'm going be able to find it real quick. I did do something yesterday at the city council meeting because I'm getting on their case about not having a plan for people, if anything major happens in the city of Newark. I found that I'm sorry. Let me just tell you the pillars really quickly, and then you can kick me off. So the first one is water food, long-term food and water storage. You just can't put stuff in any kind of containers. You have to put it in certain kind of containers. Uh, she also talks about the fact that this, this material, these resources, the prices are going up. That's why people need to jump on it. And she's actually putting together a list of resources and a glossary of terms so people understand um, with regard to food. For example, what if the water is shut off? What if the food stores close down? What if there's a lockdown or martial law imposed? The second was communication. Every community should have a satellite phone. Uh, as I said before, if in the event of a, a grid a attack or it becomes inoperable, a defense, men, women, and children. Medical, you know, whatever you mean in terms of your medicine. Hygiene, also things to clean your body or dispose of human waste, blood, and urine. Shelter, like sleeping bags, paint blankets. Uh, liquid assets, what if the banks closed due to an economic crisis similar to the Great Depression or 2008, 2008 bank failures or recent bank failures that we, we know of this year. Energy and power, solar generators, a book in education, edu- t- education, I can't say it, edu- t- uh, well, anyway, entertainment for children, for adolescents and children to keep children occupied. There may be no cell phones or computers or televisions, so they need something to keep them occupied, and this should be part of the preparation. And, of course, the tr- uh, transportation plan, because you may remember with Uh, Hurricane Katrina, a lot of people didn't have that kind of money. They didn't have credit cards with $25,000 on it. And Uber and Lyft, those would be some of the same people trying to get out of here. So, I just wanted to share that with you. If you want to get Sheila's information, I have it it here. Um, If you want information, I can give you her email address, and maybe you can bring her on. Yes, We'd love to have it. it. Okay, here we go. Info at com. info at com, And I'm getting ready to text her now to let her know that you guys will be in touch with her. How does she spell her name, Sheila? Oh, S-H-E-I-L-A, S-H-E-I-L-A. Uh, I do have a number for her, but if somebody, you know, if you want to, I can leave my office number. You can call me in my office, and then, you know, I'll call you back. If you want. Yes. And please. I'll give you her if number. You don't I didn't mind. want to do it over the air.
3: No, okay, no, you can call. You know what? No. No. Don't give your number. Do you have something okay. to write with?
5: Yeah. Do, do you have yeah, something? I do. Yeah, I'm, I do. I'll give you my
3: number. Okay, go ahead. I don't mind giving my number over the air. Okay. I'm ready. Right, my number is area code 347- 347 347 87- 870 870-0721. 0721.
5: And your name? And, and I'm Brother Rudolph Muhammad. Oh,
0: okay.
5: R-U-D-O-L-P-H. I got it. Yes, ma'am. Muhammad, right? Okay, and Sheila yes, Brown, ma'am. I want to text your information now, okay? Please. Thank you. And You're your welcome. Sister, what's your name again, please? Oh, um, for people under 60, I say Professor Carter. <laughs> I recently retired. Uh, I recently retired from a community college, and I was director of paralegal studies, criminal justice, particularly prison subcultures, all the you know criminal justice courses, and American government, civics, English, blah 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 blah. So uh, because of that, a lot of my students are fifty-five and younger. So I said, everybody under sixty, just call me Professor Carter.
2: Well, I certainly thank you for the compliment, but I'm sixty-five. So could I have your first name? Linda, and you're a munchkin to me. You said London? Linda. No. Oh, Linda. Linda. Okay, Sister Carter. Linda. Professor mm-hmm. Carter. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you much. Now, let me share this right. with Professor you because Claus, I don't know.
3: I'm good. sorry, Brother Yusuf. Professor Carter, if you would be so kind, this show, we go off the air at 6 p.m. know. If you could please me.
5: call me after 6 p.m. Me so okay. We can talk. Okay. I got some work to do because I'm also a lawyer, so I need to get some work out. Can I give you a call about nine this evening? Is that okay? I'm in New Jersey. Where are you? Yes,
3: ma'am. Oh. I, I'm in Detroit now. After. I moved from Brooklyn, but that's fine. Whenever doesn't
2: matter. Okay. All right. Listen, All right. Listen. Take care. Thank, Thank you, me. Professor Carter. One more thing. Professor you Carter. as well. I know you were saying yes. you were having a little difficulty finding emergency manager there in Newark. Look for no, a brother have, by have. the Dorian Horrell. Is he still in that office? Oh, I don't
5: know. I don't know. I know yeah. that the person in charge is right now is um James. What's his last name? Sharp James's son has that position, oh, okay. I
2: understand. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, so I don't know, it may have changed with the administration but yeah. all right, Sister, right. Well we look forward to working with you and thank you so much for calling in and sharing with us that information from Sister Sheila Brown. We look forward to working with you, and thank you so much for calling Disaster Awareness right. for Community Preparedness. Peace be hey. unto you.
5: All right, take care. Thank
2: you. You as well, sis. All right.
3: Wow, what a blessing that was. I'm telling you. Man, man. If there's a, another caller on the line, um, plus press the, the number sign, and feel free to speak. Uh, you have, the
6: mic is yours. I just want to make sure it's me that you're talking to. Sister, The
0: I... <laughs> I know I my told
6: sister it. anywhere. I, told sister <laughs> I know you my want sister's voice my... anywhere. I I I uh congratulate you all, well, especially you, Brother Rudolph, that you find something productive to do.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: See God
6: does save people. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. So um, I uh, I recently came on, and just like the sister, uh, previous sister mentioned, I only got a um, a text. Uh, maybe uh, it, I saw that it came in uh, about an hour ago, but I only got home from work maybe about thirty minutes ago. But in any event, I know your time is short, but I wanted to. Um, to say what a joke this whole um, uh, pandemic, COVID pandemic, has presented to worldwide. Um, I I am a nurse. Oh, Brother Rudolph! I am an EMT first and then a nurse. Okay, so don't be don't be getting anything mixed up. Okay, but in any event. Um, So I was fired for not taking the shot. And so um, I was on a forum with Brother, I forget the brother's name, from, I believe, California, uh, back in, I think, October or November of 2020. Are you there, Brother Rudolph?
2: We're listening, ma'am. Hello? You're clear. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. yes, yes, ma'am. Okay.
6: Just check. Mm-hmm. Just, just I'm here. I'm mute. That's all. I'm here. Okay. Okay. So in any event, um, so up to today, I have, even though I have been denigrated and called names and what have you, because uh, some people feel that because I am a nurse, I should, quote, unquote, know better And and follow the science and take what I call, well, I I wouldn't say on the the radio, your radio, because I'm not sure uh, if you um, are restricted. But
3: um, I... uh, Hold on, what do you mean? You wouldn't take
6: death in a a needle? That's what you mean? Yes, I mean that. And I uh, appreciate the fact that the minister from the very beginning had said to people, do not take the shot with their history, with these devils' history of of, um, death and destruction uh, against black people. I would not uh, subject myself to that. And uh, like I said, I went through a lot of issues with, with our own people so for not subjecting myself to that. But in any event, um, uh, there was – and I was trying to look for the article while the other sister was speaking. It was uh, a study done by NIH back in October to December of 2020 with which uh, Simply, uh, it showed that um, where there was a high incidence of so-called shots, um, there was a lower uh, incidence of malaria, and where there was a higher incidence of malaria, which is um, in Africa, there was a lower uh, death rate. So um, if you... I think the news had spoken about um, the fact that there were uh African some African governments that were refusing to, to buy the uh the so-called vaccines and uh to to give those shots to their peoples and in those countries that had low incidence of those uh shots um uh the death rate was lower so i think um, i think i'm not sure exactly i don't think i i read the report probably about 2 years ago um, and uh i believe that there was some correlation between interferon g if i remember correctly and the the protective effect of uh Interferon G, and um, and the COVID, well malaria in the first instance, and then COVID in the second. So once I locate that document, I will um, I will email you the link or text you the link. Um, okay. Yes, and, ma'am. Uh, yes, and I thought that was, I thought that was very instructive and eye opening but we have to really see we have to dig through the the uh the garbage in order to see what's actually there and um if we say we believe in science then uh this particular article coming from NIH people should pay attention to it because it's so called science just like just like uh uh, people are pushing uh, the science of the shot, um, which I don't, which I don't believe is science, and that's obvious. Um, but I think brother, the brother was mentioning uh, the final call newspaper, and that, um, where it shows that uh, it said the head and says heart attacks in people under age 50 were on the rise mm-hmm. before COVID, but not in athletes until the vaccines rolled out. And it just Excellent. seems to me that people have been, um, have all of a sudden developed cataracts when it comes to this type of objective reality you're seeing mm-hmm. for yourself athletes Mm -hmm. falling dead on the the field um, and probably in their homes or what have you. And who is saying, the mainstream media is definitely not saying it's because of the shots and the athletes who got the shots and like the Ma Hamlin, they're not Mm-hmm. not really talking about it because I guess it's politically expedient for them not to and um, I understand that everybody needs to have a bread and butter on their table at the same time when you have the media uh, attention and the people's attention on you. I think that that tells me that that you have a, they have a responsibility to their fans, to the people who have supported them because were it not for the people, they would not be earning millions of dollars. And, um, I, in addition to all the immuno, uh, protective, uh, supplements you were speaking about, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned it before, but I think something called uh, uh, proteolytic en- enzymes. I'm not sure if you you uh, mentioned that that the spike protein is a protein, obviously, and the proteo, which is protein lytic, it's to break down. An enzyme helps to speed up uh, any type of processes in the body. So the breaking down of protein um, uh, in the body, proteolytic enzymes. I actually wanted to say more, but um, uh, I'm not sure exactly what else I should say at this point um, because it may have been said before. But thank you for the floor.
3: Well, I thank Sister you, Nef- Sister Nephity, for calling in. Man, I miss you, sis. And
6: um,
2: <laughs> no, you I'll don't. call
6: you when we get off the air. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I'm not Nef- holding my breath, though.
2: Oh Lord! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she but just she
6: just blew me up like that on the
3: air, brother Yusuf. Only see, and- only family could do that to you.
2: Only family. Yeah, 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 yeah. She blew you up and then yeah. threw you under the bus. Isn't that something? Right. Thank God for family.
0: <laughs> Sister Neff oh. also
2: gives you greetings from uh, Abdullah Granger as well. He he called in. He's listening. And uh, he told oh. me he had sent you the text as well as Sister Sheila and uh, Sister uh, Linda but, uh, Carter who just came on. <laughs> so, you know, we all one big happy family. We all one big happy yes, family.
6: That's right. Yes, that's right. And, And brother Rudolph, and and brother, uh, oh, I forget, Uh, uh, brother, oh, I'm sorry, Uh, Youssef, Youssef,
2: Youssef, brother
6: So sorry. Um, I believe the brother who um, had hosted that roundtable back in 2020 that I was uh, part of is brother Risa, Risa, Reza, R-E-Z-A, Islam, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is yes. Okay. Right. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Beautiful.
0: yes. yes that's and our
6: also, brother. yes. And I, I think I had also um, uh, emailed him or texted him, I don't remember, the link to that particular reference. So um I wanted to ask if I have maybe two minutes more. I wanted to read from the final call for just a moment. Of course. Okay. So it was this week's final call, September 5th, 2023, and uh, it's under the Depopulation Brief, under the headline I had read before, and um, the second bullet point, it says, Outside of the medical literature, a 2023 National Geographic article appears to equate the rising number of athlete deaths from cardiac arrest to the increasing number of young adults with heart attacks resulting from a lack of oxygen supply to the heart muscle. Bullet point number three, cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough notes that the surge of adrenaline can trigger cardiac death in those with myocarditis. One natural surge happens between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., which corresponds with many cases of people who have died in their sleep and the other happened during a activity, so I just wanted to um you know just point that out and um you know just support what what I was saying and to show appreciation to the minister, the nation as a whole, and the final call newspaper. For,
2: for printing uh, the science. Yes, ma'am. Thank well, you. we thank you, sister. That's right, for lifting it up. Praise be to Allah. Not to mention one of those other athletes was LeBron James's son. He had just yes. started practicing with his college. He had moved to, you know. Yeah, so you right you write on it. And, you know, across from that article is uh, – the title of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, that he did um, with the Nubian Leadership Circle back in 2020. And he said, what is the death plan?
0: Death plan. Do you know why
2: the virus yeah. is not hitting the Caribbean like it's hitting America and Europe? Because we mm-hmm. live in the sun. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told me that in the sun there are billions of vitamins that you can't get in anything that is created except through the sun, quote, unquote.
0: Uh,
6: so we thank
2: you, yeah. dear Sister, Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
6: You are most welcome.
2: Well, uh-huh. we're at uh, 546 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we move into the last 14 minutes of this week's program of disaster awareness for community sorry. preparedness. We certainly hope you've enjoyed it and more importantly taken notes that it would make us better after the program than we were before the program as it relates to brother our Brother Yusuf, I'm sorry, brother. Yes, sir. We have so another caller on the line. We have another caller Welcome, on brother. the line.
3: Call, Beautiful. Caller from from Brooklyn, New York. Uh um um Press the number sign and come right in. Caller from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, well, bro- caller from Brooklyn. Whenever you can redial and get this um, engineer as soon as that call from Brooklyn, that seven one eight area code comes in, please uh, just bring him on. That this is our brother James Fifteen X Mohammed trying to get in. All right, Brother Yusuf, go ahead. As as soon as he calls back, i just wanted to thank.
2: I just wanted to thank our dear sister, Sister Neff, and uh, our dear sister, uh, Professor Linda Carter, our brothers, Brother Chief Eddie Stevenson Muhammad, and Brother John T. Muhammad. We we just want to thank all of those who called in uh, this week as we, you know, move into the last 12 or 10 minutes or so of uh, this week's edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We certainly want to thank all of our listening audience, those who may have been on the line for the first time, as well as those on the line who are consistent and constant. And as many of you know, many of our listeners are subject matter experts in and of themselves. I want to give a shout-out to uh, the brothers and sisters in Africatown, Alabama, you may or may not know that Africatown is yes, right outside of Mobile, Alabama. There was a documentary just done on them uh, that's on Netflix, I believe, uh, on right. the history of that area. And uh, they just had a big warehouse fire not too long ago. So that became just like, uh, as I understand, what's happening in Hawaii as a result of the uh, fire and wind and so many... Uh, properties being destroyed, it it becomes a political ping-pong. As our dear sister said about our other sister, to look at Hurricane Katrina that took place so many years ago and how that became a political ping-pong after disaster comes through. So we're going to keep our eyes on Africa Town and keep our prayers up for the people there. We're going to keep our eyes on what's happening over in Hawaii, and 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 the way things are unfolding there, and as brother Rudolph and I say normally uh it's like the trailers when you go to a movie theater, the trailers say coming to a city near you soon, so whether right. it's the vaccines, right. whether it's your health because you're not eating properly, whether it's wind, hail, rain, snow, earthquakes, extreme heat. If it hasn't hit you yet, coming to a city near you soon, brother Rudolph.
3: Yes, sir. They thank you, uh, brother Yusuf. Listen, um, oh man, what was that? I was just getting ready to say something about my train of thought. Uh, I'm still, but
4: Man, man, man,
3: fast. Probably, Well, look, this whole month we're going to be dealing with. Um, Preparedness, in, well, we always deal with preparedness in some sh- way, shape, or form, um, but definitely focusing on this this month because this is National Preparedness Month. Um, so we want to make sure and make uh, a conscious effort to get the word out to as many people as we can. So as you leave the program today, Contact those in your circle, and inshallah next Friday, bring someone with you to the program or send the get pass the information along so someone else can get on to the program. Oh okay, all right um I think we have them on now um caller, press the number sign, and come on in let go. Wa-Alaikum sir. Salam, sir.
1: Oh, you do hear me. My daughter, Jadeh, just got me through. it has been trying for a while. I'm just saying that I'm so glad, Brother Ruth, that you are um, anywhere helping out with disaster preparedness, Brother. You really stayed the course. May Allah bless you to live forever, you and your family and the believers that's helping you out. That's all I wanted to say, Brother. We, and we're following you close.
2: Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. I'm going to let go, The Lincoln great start. brother James, 15X, my lieutenant. <laughs> I, Praise be yeah, to Allah. His brother, Yousef, brother. You knew me as brother Joseph, brother. You know. Praise be to Allah. Running Joseph. around. a uh, Brother, yeah, it I was running so around too, brother. like a chicken with my head cut off until you got me straight, <laughs> brother James. Oh, I hope I
1: did some good. <laughs> I hope I did but oh, yes, got two good soldiers there.
2: Stranger do tell
0: you are doing
1: A wonderful thing, brother. This is what the messenger is talking about. And I thank a lot of that met brother Rudolph, and, and, and threaten him, you know.
3: Now he's, he's <laughs> brother.
1: You know, I'm going to tell the
3: story.
2: You know I
4: am. <laughs>
0: tell it, tell it, tell
2: it. I'll go off the air. Tell it, tell it. So I'm later.
4: Wa well, well, alaikum salaam. Salaam,
2: good brother. Love to your family as well, sir. Yeah. For those yes, of sir. you
3: who, who don't know the angel right there, that, that That's brother right. James 15X Muhammad, he wrote a book. If you, if you like Malcolm, you love mm-hmm. Minister Farrakhan. Um, mm-hmm. He's a pillar in Brooklyn, New York, especially the bedford stuyvesant community. Um, Mm -hmm. Back in 19 – well, yeah, let me go ahead and just tell it all. Back in 1988, when my father and I and our group started the Best Iverson Volunteer Ambulance Corps on the corner of Marcus Garvey Boulevard and Green Avenue, Sumner and, and Green Avenue for some people in Brooklyn, his brother used to walk up and down in the community, selling incense, oils, final call, newspaper, but mainly just being present, having Mm -hmm. the presence of a conscious black man, being present, walking up and down the street, just deterred a lot of nonsense from happening because he was well-respected in the community, especially by the other half of society. You know, that that side that usually comes out at night and does the dirt yeah, well, they, they everybody knew who Brother James King was, and everybody knew if he said he was coming after you, he was coming after you. You know, it was like it, it was like <laughs> said, looking in the mirror, saying "Handy Man" five times. Soon as you turn around, there, oh, there he is. Word is bond, bond is life. Well, I, <coughs> yes, sir. Anyway, we when we did our first EMT course, brother's wife ended up in my EMT course. And he and his wife used to invite me out to the mosque. And this brother consistently every day for 364 days invited me out to the mosque. Now, on the 364th day, I'll never forget, it was a bright sunny Saturday in bedford Stevenson. Brother invited me out in his usual warm, caring way and then he pulled me close unto himself. You and he whispered a little something into my ear. And I won't say what he whispered into my ear. Everybody that knew Brother James knew he was a man of his word. So if he said he was going to do something, it was going to be done. And the motivation that he gave me on that day to make sure my Negro black behind was in that seat in the month. That next day, which was Mother's Day, that Sunday, it was me. And Thursday, 1991, is when I officially, officially joined the Nation of Islam. Again, thank, of course, thanks to Almighty God, Allah, who sent that brother after my crazy behind. Um, But he was persistent in inviting me to ensure that I came out. And I haven't regretted a day since he did. So I pray that Allah blesses him forever and that there's a special reward for his family for being able to bring me to something that helped me to understand what my role and my mission in life was and giving me a platform to do it, so all praises be to Allah. For brother David C. Next, yes sir. That's thank right. you. We
2: thank you, sir. Thank you, to so, Allah. Uh, bless your humble mm-hmm. heart. Yeah, I took it off the mute. <laughs> 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 As-salamu alaykum, <laughs> l- y'all.
0: Wa <laughs> alaikum salam, salam brother. <laughs> good brother. Love you. All right.
3: Oh man, yes. Yeah, so and his wife, sister Charlene, two X. It was Sister Shurima. Um, Who else? Those are the two that, that pop out in my mind. They were in the first EMT class. Um, of course, my younger brother, Tim uh, Sutton, who's a, a, a doctor now, uh, was in that class as well. Um, but, yeah, they were in that first EMT class, that uh, the Bed-Stuy Volunteer Ambulance Corps, had in the Bedford-Stuyvesant community. Um, so praise be to for, Allah
2: for, for them. No doubt about oh, it. All man, praise man. is due to Allah.
3: Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's beautiful.
2: Isn't uh, that beautiful? Well, we're at that time, Brother Rudolph. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. But, you know, as long as we're on Almighty God of last time, We in tune with the time. And so I'm going to let you close out, Brother Rudolph, and thank again our listening audience. Thank again those who called in. Brother James 15X, The Angel, Sister Professor Linda Carter, Sister Neff, Brother Chief Eddie Muhammad, Brother uh, John T. Muhammad. Oh, my God. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Thanks for tuning in. And those who text me that chose not to speak, I mean, may the most high continue to bless you. Same time, same station next week, and even with these few words, shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. So let's be more responsible, family. Let's accept our assignment, and let's be a part of that mission. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace as alaykum, Brother Rudolph.
3: wa alaykum salam, Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. And I'm going to close out by saying this, family. Black men, black men, we need you, black man. Now is not the time to be fallen by the wayside. Our communities are in peril. And all of us in the community and help to bring it back. Where it needs to be If there was a poster It it wouldn't say It would say God wants you And what he wants to do He wants you to stand up All we have to do Is just stand It's his word It's his world It's his way It's his spirit All we have to do is just Voluntarily stand up he will put in our mouths what needs to be said. He will direct us where we need to go, and he will protect us from whatever hurt or harm is out there. I sincerely believe that. We need to stand to protect our women, our wives, our mothers, our aunties, our grandmothers, our daughters, and then to protect our children that being stolen trafficked that are being stolen and being murdered and their organs are going on the black market that are just being murdered at will because of the hatred and the racism that is rampant in this country at this day and time but all it takes is a few good men and brother captain dennis says with the Peacekeepers Global Initiative, that one-hour watch, if a few good men will just stand up, get out there on the corner for one hour a day in your community, you'd be surprised at the change that it would make. If a few good men will just stand up and say, no, we're not going to allow certain things to go on in our community anymore. We could clean up our communities night if a few good men would find their way into these houses of worship that are predominantly run by women because the men are not present. But if those men decide to stand up and pick up the mantle of God and be seen and be heard in the community. Whoa, woe to the detractors. They will be. God comes to man to stand up in order to shield and shelter a community. So come on, black man, and stand up. Up you mighty nation. You can come, you can you can do whatever it is. Will But is it still To Community Rather than Tear down and destroy it With that Thank you for listening And tuning in for this week And we pray that Allah will bless you and shall shine heaven's light upon you and me Mm -hmm. over the next week, and that through his grace and mercy, we shall arise next Friday on this same show at the same time, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another edition of Disaster Awareness, for community preparedness on the black hole W-H-O-L-E video network Assalamualaikum.
0: <laughs> I can help I can't